Welcome to machine learning. PySpark. Back on that. So it uh, it's interesting because PySpark um, has a lot of built-ins uh, for cleaning data. For example, you could do the fill NA, and what that does is um, you if you have an NA value, um, it can replace that with a, a another value like zero, and uh, you can also uh, do with column, giving it the column name, and do a when value so basically it's like a case statement because uh, it's saying when this case occurs uh, then perform some action so for example uh, if you had a missing date or let's say you, put, you had a uh, not a missing date but you had a date that uh, was like a bogus date like 9999-99 so you could check to see if the date is greater than some uh, date in the future or, or less than some date in the past. And uh, you could then replace that value with none, which is equivalent to null. Uh, and the reason you'd want to do that is if you have dates in there that are not valid dates, then that, uh, uh, that can uh, cause uh, exceptions to be thrown. So it'd be better to have that placeholder date uh, replaced with null than to leave the bad data in there. So that's one of the things that you spend a lot of time on, they say, is cleaning up data. And uh, uh, you'd have to analyze your data, see what, how it's distributed, and then see what uh, where the you know the items are that are weird that uh, don't belong there. So bad placeholder data. Then you can uh, transform your pipeline. And what pi transforming does is it's normalizing, uh, setting to one standard deviation, uh, so everything is going to be between zero and one. And what that does is it reduces down the noise. So you have <coughs> your amplitude on your data is uh, reduced. And so it uh, has the effect of, of uh, smoothing out the data. And then once you have that, you can set up your classifier, your transformers, uh, like say if you wanted if you had text or numeric, then you would feed that into your uh, pipeline, and uh, and then it would handle text using uh, TF IDF or else count vectorizer, and then the numeric, and then you could uh, you could actually once you have your pipeline, you can feed that into cross validation object and look for the best parameters. So that's kind of the strategy. And once you have the best parameters, uh, if you have refit equals true, then you can just do your predict and uh, 
use it from there. You know, if you look at the amount of big data that's being collected, it's phenomenal. Lots of data is being collected in real time and uh, being pushed up into the cloud in the form of a data lake. And these large data sets are sitting up there. But there's very little work that's being done on analyzing that data. And uh, so with the... Uh, introduction of PySpark, you know, it gives you a, a way to use the Python libraries along with the PySpark to analyze the data. And, uh, and you can write uh, SQL-like queries or filters to extract information from the cluster. And uh, it's um, interesting because what the you know once you start analyzing what the data lake is telling you, that should translate into some sort of business decisions that are being made. That there might be some trending that's occurring uh, as you're gathering all this information, and that should uh, be fed to the business decision makers and help them make better decisions based on the information that's being collected. So that could be in, uh, across the board. Everything from uh, buses that are running, you know, you want to be collecting data in real time, to uh, power consumption, to uh, solar energy production. All these things can have IoT connected to them and being collected, collecting information. And uh, just collecting information by itself is not useful. You have to apply a model, and then the model needs to be able to communicate something useful to business that they would be interested in. And so that becomes the general measurement of this data that's being collected is worth the digital storage and power consumption to collect the data. And uh, if the answer is yes, then, that, then it affects the whole business. And it doesn't have to be a lot of data. It has to be the right data. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot of features. It has to, have to be the right features that help bring into focus the operation of the company because a lot of the behavior of the company can be embedded in a few variables. In case in point, uh, net profit is a representation of many uh, variables and they come together to explain the health of the company. Uh, and uh, employee churn might be another, employee churn ratios might be another indication of if the company is growing or contracting. So these are some of the things that uh, 
could be helpful in measuring the well-being of a company. And uh, as I think we're, we're moving into an era now where everything is going to be about the environment and um, we're going to be looking at innovations in solar power and uh, com countries that are rapidly producing electricity or big into electricity production will be the countries that are wealthy and uh, will provide uh, jobs for uh, people looking for work. So that, that creates the industry. And uh, because they have the cheap power capable of producing products in mass. Electricity that is the decisive factor in production. So the country with the most electricity is going to be the country with the most wealth. It's interesting this trend towards home energy production. It it kind of fits the idea that the next big thing will be energy. And uh, as energy becomes more abundant, then uh, information will become uh, the shortage. There'll be more of a shortage of information. So you get more energy, you should be getting more logic. But then as your demand for logic increases, you'll have uh, less of, uh, more of a shortage of talent that can produce that logic.